We're glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. Now we're continuing on the subject of authority and we're going to go deeper into it in this session. We're going to be particularly talking about the authority of the body. Now I'm excited about this because the authority that your physical body gives you in this earth is the authority that you need and is necessary to destroy the works of the devil. Now we'll get into it in some greater detail, but first of all, let me go back. Let's go back and just review briefly some of the things that we've covered to kind of bring this thing together as we start into this. I want to read Genesis, the 17th chapter, verse 7 again, what God said concerning Abraham and this covenant that he established with Abraham. God said, I will establish my covenant between me and thee and thy seed after thee. Now, this is the thing I want you to get a hold of here is the fact that this seed that he's referring to is seed as one, not seeds as many. Now, let's read it again. I will establish my covenant between me and thee and thy seed after thee in their generation for an everlasting covenant to be a God unto thee and to thy seed after thee. Then let's go to Galatians, the third chapter. We'll start with verse 13, Galatians 3.13. Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is every one that hangeth on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Now notice that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Now there's many that say this refers to the promise of the Holy Spirit. But I'm convinced he's referring to the promise that the Holy Spirit made to Abraham here that he would establish this covenant with him. Now notice what he says. That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ... Now, follow this on down to verse 16. Now to Abraham and his seed. Now, see, this refers to Abraham and his seed, which directly connects it with Genesis, the 17th chapter, verse 7, where he said, I will establish my covenant between me and thee and thy seed after thee in their generation. So it was an everlasting covenant. Now, to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. He saith not to seeds as many, but as of one, and of thy seed, which is Christ. In other words, he's saying here that when God said this to Abraham, the seed he is referring to specifically is Christ. That is the seed. Now, by law of double reference and the fact that many scriptures have double meanings to them, Certainly we're involved there because this promise is to us. It is an everlasting promise. Now to Abraham and his seed were the promise made. All right, let's notice then as we come over to the 29th verse. And Paul says, If ye be Christ, then are ye Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. What promise? This promise here that God gave to Abraham in Genesis 17, verse 7. 
that this would be an everlasting covenant. This covenant was established between God and Abraham and his seed. Now, the seed specifically was Christ, but the seed also means us. Seed as one, not seeds as many. There are not many of us. We are all one body. And this is what Paul is referring to in Corinthians when he says that now you are the body of Christ and members in particular. They are members in particular, but we're all of one body. God sees us all as one body. We are in unity with Christ. So it is of seed as one, not seeds as many, but yet there are many of us that are the seed. Not seeds, but seed. We are one as far as God is concerned, with Christ. Then we talked about the fact that the miraculous conception came because Mary conceived the Word of God. She received it into her spirit. She received God's Word concerning the miraculous conception. She said, Be it unto me according to thy word. She received it in her spirit, and the Word of God was manifest in her physical body. And the embryo that was in Mary's womb was the Word of God. The Word says in John 1, 14, the Word was made flesh. And that's exactly what happened. The Word became flesh. The Word she conceived. It is referred to in Genesis, the third chapter, as the seed of the woman. The seed that the woman conceived was the incorruptible seed, which was the Word of God that liveth and abideth forever. Now, in all of this, I'm reviewing this and bringing you to this point so you can see the fact that God intended to bring His Son, His life, into this earth in a physical flesh, blood, and bone body because it was necessary that He have a physical body to do anything in this earth and to have authority here. Now, there are certain things, of course, that God can do in the earth. I don't mean to leave the impression that God just can't do anything in the earth. But there are certain things that God cannot do in the earth legally unless he can get you as an individual or someone with a body or the body of Christ to cooperate with God and the Spirit of God. Now this brings us to where we are today. Let's notice the authority of the body. Now let's start with the scripture reading in Luke, the third chapter. We find that Jesus is 30 years of age. He is about to be baptized. We'll begin with verse 21. Now, when all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus, also being baptized and praying, the heavens were opened, and the Holy Ghost descended in a bodily shape like a dove upon him, and a voice came from heaven which said, Thou art my beloved Son, in thee I am well pleased." I want you to notice, here is the voice from heaven that says, This is my Son, and I am well pleased. Now, up to this point, I'm not so sure that Satan even knew who the seed of the woman that was going to bruise his head was. But if there was ever any doubt, after this was spoken from heaven, Satan knew who the seed was that was going to bruise his head. Now notice in verse 23, And Jesus himself began to be about 30 years of age, being as was supposed the son of Joseph. Well, we know he wasn't the son of Joseph. He was the son of God. But yet he was born in this earth with a physical flesh, blood, and bone body. 
He lived here for 30 years, and during that 30 years, we have no record where he ever healed the sick, where he ever raised any dead people, or where he did any miracles at all, until he was baptized in the River Jordan. Now, I know there's religious tradition and ideas, preconceived ideas, that many people have. They say, well, you know, Jesus healed the sick because he was the Son of God. Well, certainly he was the Son of God, but that was not the reason that Jesus sealed. <laughs> May I have to finish this in tongues. I almost said it again. I said this one time when I was ministering in a church that Jesus sealed the hick, but he didn't. He healed the sick. <laughs> now, Jesus healed the sick because he was anointed with the Holy Ghost and healing power. Now, the reason he could, the reason he had authority to do that, we're going to find out as we get into these scriptures, is because he had a physical flesh, blood, and bone body. He took on him the nature of man. He did not take on him the nature of angels. He took on him the nature of man. He took on him the seed of Abraham. He looked like a man. He walked like a man. He talked like a man. He ate like a man. He got tired like a man because... He was a man. It was necessary that God get his word in this earth with a physical body where he could destroy the works of the devil. 1 John 3, 8, the latter part of the verse says, For this purpose was the Son of God manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Well, now that's what Jesus came to this earth to do, was to destroy the works of the devil. But now, according to the Genesis account, where God gave man dominion, then it would have been illegal for God to come in the earth in his divine Godhead powers and destroy the works of the devil. Now, see, this will explain to you why there's so many people today, they're agnostics, they're atheists today, that say, well, if there was a God, all these things wouldn't happen. All of the children being born blind and crippled and all of the wars and things. But you see, they fail to understand that God was limited by his word. Now, that's what limits God is his word. God limited himself when he said, give man dominion over all the earth. Now, whether it was wicked man or whatever. God gave that dominion to Adam, and Adam turned it over to Satan. Satan became the illegitimate stepfather of all mankind. And then God had to send his son Jesus into this earth, had to get his word back in this earth, so that he could establish some things, and he had to come here in flesh form. It was necessary. It was absolutely necessary that Jesus have a physical body. Because without it, he wouldn't have authority on this planet. Now, as we see, he's been baptized. The Holy Ghost descended upon him. And until this point, we have not found in the Scriptures where Jesus did any miracles. But after the Holy Ghost descended upon him, his fame went out through all the regions round about as we get over into the fourth chapter of Luke. God bless you. I do appreciate you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Now, before we leave the broadcast, I want to remind you that all of this week we have a CD offer number 7108. That's 7108, Authority, Faith, and the Anointing. It's a single CD for $8 plus $3 postage and handling, a total of $11. Now, in this, we talk about the fact 
that Jesus operated in the authority of a man. He was born with a physical flesh, blood, and bone body. He had to have a body to have authority on this planet, because when you read Genesis chapter 1, God said, Let us make man in our image, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, the fowl there, over the cattle, over all the earth, over every creeping thing, Psalms 8 says, over all the work of his hands. So God gave mankind authority over this planet. Now Jesus, when he came, the scriptures prophesied that a body thou hast prepared me. You have to have a body to have authority on this planet. Any spirit being on this planet that doesn't have a physical flesh, blood, and bone body is severely limited in what they can do. So Jesus had the body of a man, gave him authority to destroy the works of the devil, but he had to have the anointing so that he could destroy the works of the devil. You'll notice that Jesus never healed a single person until after he was baptized in the river Jordan and the anointing of God came upon him. The Holy Spirit descended upon him. And after that, he began to do great and mighty miracles. So this is offer number 7108, authority, faith, and the anointing. It not only takes authority, it takes faith and the anointing to destroy the works of the devil. It's a single CD for $8 plus $3 postage and handling, a total of $11. The toll-free order line is 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this Charles Capps reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Caps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Caps Ministries and our listeners in this area.